0: Do you dream about your next trip? You're in the right place. On the Time to Talk Travel podcast, we come to you weekly to share places to go and what to do when you get there. Let's dive into this week's adventure.
1: Hi, this is Nasreen and we are back with Time to Talk Travels from the ladies at Hashtag Travels. And today we are talking about finding great deals on travel in all of the different ways we make it work. I'm here with Des, Mo, and Sharon, and Sharon is going to lead us off with some of the ways that she finds the best deals on travel.
2: Well, I have been traveling cheap for many years, and one of my secret tricks is to set up a ton of alerts. I know that deals come and go. I subscribe to several different newsletters. I'll go on a site like Hopper. One of my credit cards has a great travel watch feature, and I will set up alerts for all the places that I want to go and all of the dates that I know I'm safe to travel in. If I know my kids have this week off or a few days off or nothing much is going on in this month, I'll set three alerts for Italy. I'll set three alerts for Portugal, different cities, different airports, and it'll just keep reminding me and it'll let me know the minute those prices drop. And I have scored such amazing deals. I flew my whole family to Stockholm a couple of summers ago for $250 round trip from LA per person. Just using my little system of, okay, I, I know we're going to be free for summer break. Here's the places that we were thinking we might want to go. How cheap can I get there? It's amazing. Sometimes there's error fares. There's all kinds of things that happen. And unless you are continuously watching it, you might miss it. Nobody has the time to keep checking. So the alerts are key.
1: That makes total sense because I think for me, it's so overwhelming just watching travel deals roll through because I'm watching all of them. But you're setting your dates and specific areas you're interested in, which is a much smarter way to do it and wouldn't have so much drama in my head. So does everyone else do that? Do you set Areas you're looking at, or do you go into it just trying to find the best deal possible to anywhere? Des is
3: like anywhere. I would get overwhelmed, I think, with alerts. I have tried that once or twice, but what tends to work better for me is to be open minded. As those newsletters hit, I'm like Sharon, I'm signed up for Going, which was Scott's cheap travel. I'm signed up for Travel Zoo. They email me, oh, hey, we've got a great airfare to Portugal this week. I'm more inclined to book that. And then go to the place I want from there, if that makes sense, because it's much cheaper once you're in Europe to fly to other parts of Europe. When I was looking for spring break for my daughter, it was more expensive to fly to Mexico than it was for us to get to Santorini. Blew my mind. Europe, you just got to go where the airfares And so for me, being flexible is the key. I can't be flexible with my dates, but I can be flexible with my wear. So I end up in countries I didn't think I really wanted to see, but hey, they had a great airfare deal. And it might be the place I could hop to the next spot that I did really want to see.
2: That happens with me too. I have to say I'll see the alert and a lot of times it'll come with a layover or sometimes they're broken leg travel. So you have to travel in one city, out of one city. So I, I do try and stay flexible too. Those are some of the best trips, aren't they?
0: I don't really have the opportunity to be flexible quite often. Most of our travel is due to a sport or due to work. That's usually pretty strict dates, pretty strict locations. So I try and save money on accommodations and experiences. We've stayed some pretty creative places just in order to make it happen. I think that when you experience that as a kid, you get excited for the adventure. My kids never know where we're going to show up. It could be an amazing five-star resort or a one-bedroom shack. It happens to be somewhere really expensive, but that's where we are going to be. And this is how we're going to make it happen. And I think that's part of life, right? Just roll with it because travel doesn't always go smoothly.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's-, <laughs> it's so funny that you said that. Quick, funny story, that trip to Stockholm. We got those super cheap flights and we figured out we could also stay on ferries. Like we wanted to see some other places. So we went to Stockholm, but we're like, wow, we'd love to see Helsinki. And we'd love to go to Tallinn in Estonia. And we figured out that it was just as cheap to stay on the overnight ferry as it was to stay at a hotel. Plus we got to go somewhere else. We booked this whole trip, very much sense of adventure, very much where are we staying tonight? Let's see what's available on Airbnb. But at the same time, one of my closest friends was on a Disney cruise. And it just so happened that our whole trip mirrored each other. So we met up in each country. We met up in Helsinki. We met up in Tallinn and we did tours together. But it was like one of those high, low magazine comparisons. Because here we are staying in like these disgusting, grotty Airbnbs and just roughing it on our own. And my friend is bringing us shampoo from the cruise ship. Amazing. Hey, you made it happen. Our entire trip cost $3,000, and I'm pretty sure that just one of their cruise fares was double that. On the cruise
1: line of things, last minute cruises, if you live anywhere near a port city, when we were in Texas and we had Galveston as a port, our friends would get these just wild fares when they were trying to fill cabins at the last minute. And If you had any flexibility in your schedule and you were within driving distance of a port, make sure you get on those lists for sure because there are some amazing deals to be had there. I know we're signed up for them for Boston and New York up here, just on the off chance we can jump on a cruise ship last minute. But definitely I still dare to dream. Yeah, we dare to dream. I live half
0: an hour from Galveston. I know the deals are there, (laughs) but I don't have any time to go. There are some Mm -hmm. really short
1: ones that are like three days over the weekend that are a little more hopeful, right? Not as much rearranging. And those last minute fares... Airlines, everything, sometimes there's so much work put into kind of organizing around them, dogs, kids, everything, that I love Sharon's approach about setting up specific parameters. I'll start looking. And, and my version of I need to go somewhere is let me look at every single airline and see what their fares are and then compare and see what I'm willing to deal with and, and all of that. And then usually I'm like, I'm just going to drive if it's with the kids. You've been too far <laughs> down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So I guess the big question too is, What's the best trick for getting the best deal? Do your friends have a hack? Is there something you've heard and you've been like, oh, my goodness, I haven't done that, but I should.
0: Getting the Southwest credit card and having the companion pass. Because I said it's always for some other reason that we travel. So now, because we do have a little bit more flexibility with having some older kids and some friends to be able to take care of the younger kids, I can fly with him anywhere that he's going for free if he's going out to san francisco for work i can go out too and having that time together is really important and then being able to do it without the actual additional airline flight cost makes it hugely more attractive having moved down from canada that's not an option Travel's very expensive in canada domestically as well i never understood why so many americans didn't have passports and now i understand There's a lot of places you can go here for very inexpensive prices. The fact that I can fly to Miami sometimes for $79 is insane. I can't take a train from Toronto to Ottawa for $79. Now I understand. Now I get it. Then you add in that you can fly for free and you can have a companion pass. Well, that just opens up so many more doors. And that's a very simple way that we've changed since moving down here.
3: I was going to say Southwest is the ideal airline to do that with. I know there are entire groups who share the hack that you can book your flight for Southwest
1: and move the date and cancel NASD, you're one who, you I, know. Absolutely. You. I'll book Southwest flights as my backup sometimes if I have a tight business meeting or something and I'm not 100% positive. I had a dinner last month and my flight out was the last Delta flight. It was a 1030 PM flight. If there was an issue in Atlanta traffic, I was coming from further outside of Atlanta. I might not make that flight. I booked a Southwest flight for the next morning on the off chance I had to spend a night in the airport with points. And then when I cancel it, I get everything back. I try not to make a habit of that, but it is good to have the backup. I have had to use the Southwest. The companion pass is fantastic because you can change it three times a year during the, t- the course of the companion pass to bring different people with you. When I had mine, I changed it from my husband to my daughter to my son based on who I was going with on trips with over the course of the year. Now you can't book for them until you've changed it. So it requires some timing and knowing what you're going to do for the year. But it worked out very well for us on that. And then just in general, I will say that Southwest has been a little tricky lately with things. It's been the airline that I've had the most cancellations on, the most things go wrong, like the ticketing issues, the computer system issues. So take it with a grain of salt. I I haven't had a problem at all. (laughs) I think it also depends on where you're flying,
0: what hubs you're going through and what.
1: I hit both of their computer outages on business trips where Mm -hmm. they just didn't have flights for entire mornings or days and then were backed up and it was just, I'm I'm still having trust issues.
3: (laughs) I will say I'm a Delta girl and it took me way too long in my life to learn the secrets of rewards, miles and Mm -hmm. points. And I know we don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole on that, but that's been life-changing, paying regular bills on credit cards that then you turn around and pay off. Most of the recent travel I've done has been just with my Delta reward miles. Same with hotels. I had to go to Gainesville, where my daughter is starting college, Gainesville, Florida. And I've had to book three different trips and a fourth for football season. And I'm using all of my IHG and Hilton points for that. Because now these rooms, one night, one night room in Gainesville for the Florida, Tennessee game was $800. And it's not a nice town or a nice hotel, but I'm paying with points and you can also get rewards points half off. So I'm paying less than 300 for the same room everybody else is getting for 800, but I'm not even paying because I'm technically using rewards. It's crazy. I didn't learn the system for way too long. And I kick myself every day because I look back at all the money I spent for... Well, loyalty
1: pays, right? Sign up for the emails with Southwest, like you were saying, with the companion pass, with Delta and all that. If you have loyalty to someone or you fly a regular airline routinely, sign up for their alert emails because Southwest will send out specials that say, hey, book three flights during this window of time and get a companion pass 10 times faster than you usually can or anything like that. Make sure that you are getting those alerts so that you are taking advantage of them. And with Southwest, know when their next calendar drops if you're planning travel ahead. When my son was flying back and forth between our homes and doing a lot of unaccompanied, I would know when the fare calendar hit for the next time it was Thanksgiving and I could book at the lowest points possible. I didn't know that. That's good to know. Being loyal, pick something,
0: whatever, airline, whatever, hotel system, And then stick with it. I've been with Hilton now for years and I just lost my diamond status. I didn't realize I didn't open the email. I needed three more stays in March to keep my diamond status and I lost it. And the reason why I'm like, that's a bad thing is because quite often I'm doing road trips, driving to sailing regattas and things. And I don't know where we're going to stop for the night. With diamond status, they keep a few rooms and they will give you one of those rooms. Otherwise they're sold out.
1: You can't buy that, as Des was saying. you just, you can't do that.
2: I have you have
0: a, trick, have
3: there. I have
1: a okay. trick there. Okay. Okay. Sometimes it's worked for me. Sometimes if you email or call the diamond status line after you lose it and you're like, oh my goodness, I had it for years. I loved it. I used it all the time. I told everyone about this, but we just completed a move from one country to another Or in my case, I was on maternity leave and I traveled for work, but I lost it because I had babies close together. Right. They reinstated it and gave me another window to complete some stays in. So they they can give well, it back to me. it makes sense, you. it's their, their <laughs> best interest
0: because I will drive an extra half an hour, two hours, if it means I'm getting to a Hilton because I'll get my points or I'll know they'll have a room because it's midnight. I don't know how many times I've booked rooms online at the last minute yeah. and the status does matter. It does change your experience. You get upgraded, you get the little perks that you wouldn't get otherwise.
2: Sometimes those perks aren't so little, too. If you have a room on a concierge level, Mm. now suddenly you've got meals included. (laughs) There's a lot of food. Like, they'll put out lavish breakfast spreads and afternoon snacks and evening dessert trays, and that stuff adds up quickly. Same
0: thing with airport lounges. Depending on your credit card or the airline, that saves you a ton of money if you get free food and free drinks in an airport especially when I have a whole work family home. with me or number amount of wine I will drink sitting in an airport if we get to late. you know, 15 bucks a drink. That's at airport prices,
3: right? Again, that's one of those things I found out way too late in life about. Didn't even know this existed for if you don't have gold status or what have you, mm-hmm. you can buy the priority pass for airport lounge access. I will say the other side on savings for me is sometimes it's okay to Fly a little blind as far as hotels. I do try to be loyal to the airline. But again, if Iceland Air has a drop bottom rate compared to Delta, I'm gonna take the Iceland Air. I just am. That said, hotels. I was always too afraid to do priceline till my boyfriend got me hooked on it. And I will tell you, these last minute deals, express deals, he's never been disappointed. And hundreds of stays, it's always a nicer hotel. And so being willing to roll the dice a little bit. And I agree, Airbnbs can be fabulous. I always hesitate because there are so many additional fees that you end up with and it's not less money by the time you pay for cleaning and this and but and sometimes you have a kitchen.
0: So you're So you're paying more, but then you can make your own meals or have to look at the whole picture of what your trip is going to entail.
1: On the airfare end of kind of the deals world, you can look on a lot of sites to see how sold a flight is. How full does it look? Go through the beginning of the booking process on a really great fare and see how many seats are available. So when you do that, you can check what seats are available in different classes. And if you're close to the flight and it's a really great deal... Some airlines, Delta, American, push out upgrade offers through email before you check in for your flight. Those upgrade offers are sometimes not that bad. I booked a super economy ticket for my son to fly American between two cities, and he was moving at the time. We got an upgrade offer in the email. I upgraded him to first class because it covered two bags. And the upgrade offer only cost a little bit more extra on top of what those bags. I think I actually made my money on that. Don't be afraid to look at how full the plane is because you may be able to get that great experience in an upper class for less money by booking a bargain ticket and then upgrading when the offer comes and planning to spend that money, especially on longer cross-country flights.
3: Those, those, those upgrades
1: automatically if you're a Medallion member. I'm gold now and I don't know if
3: it'll last through the year, but I love it. I just show up. I've been upgraded to Companion. And There were two. I was supposed to be first class, but then I just ended up flying, leaving earlier on an earlier flight. Because again, once you have those separate, those special medallion statuses, you get all kinds of perks. Again, never knew about because I was the person who bounced around whichever airline had the cheapest airfare. But now if I can fly Delta, I do because if there's a change in flights or. They just, they coddle you and you get special access to 1-800 numbers. They answer in two minutes instead of two hours. There are things like that really make the difference, in my opinion.
0: And a lot of those discount flights, when you start adding in the baggage fees and the seat fees and everything fees, they really are not necessarily a deal and they don't have as many flights going. If you do have a problem, it's not like going to a Delta or somebody who's got an alliance of airlines to be able to get you where you need to be.
1: And look at the code share. So many airlines are code sharing now, and a lot of times the prices are lower through one airline versus another based on where you buy. I've been flying between Boston and Atlanta. American Airlines and JetBlue code share those flights a lot of times. Same when I was looking for my son between Boston and San Antonio. Well, the American fare includes the the carry-on bag, right? But the JetBlue basic fare doesn't. You don't get a carry-on bag. You only get a personal item. You can save money by booking through American to ride on a JetBlue plane if you're going to carry on a bag. Also, the bag check fee on American is lower than the bag check fee on JetBlue, and your fees follow the airline you booked under. I put my JetBlue number in to get the points on JetBlue, but there are differences. So always look and see if the flight is code shared and see which airline actually has the better deal.
2: This is where my head explodes and I feel like I need a spreadsheet. I'm I'm just going to toss in there too. Check every airport in your area because it may be much cheaper to fly out of one. And sometimes it's surprising because I live in Orange County. I could fly out of LAX. I could fly out of John Wayne. I could fly out of Ontario. I can fly out of Burbank. I could fly out of San Diego. I've got a lot of different choices and a flight that'll be $800 out of one airport will be $200 out of another airport. So, You have to look at every different airport hub. Another trick that I often use is flying out of Tijuana. If you can just cross that border, flying out of Tijuana anywhere in the world is shockingly cheaper. So when I
1: lived in Vermont, we used to fly out of Canada because sometimes it was cheaper to fly out of Montreal. But also you got the protections that the American airlines didn't give you, especially if you were traveling to another country and anything happened, there were automatic payments that were owed. There were passenger protections that the U.S. didn't have. So if you were on a large international trip where you were spending a lot of money, it was a better idea to cross the border to fly. And that's where that plays in. I know I use kayak to search things. I'll look and I'll put in the other airports or put in the buffer. You can put in plus or minus one to three days. You can also use their explore function to look at deals as well. So I know that's how I do it to narrow it down.
2: I I do the same with kayak. And I was just going to toss in one more thing. When you're traveling in Europe, look at ferries. Overnight ferries are actually very comfortable. I won't say they're luxurious, but they're certainly comfortable and clean. And you can get from one city to another. Whereas if you were flying and staying in hotels, you'd be spending a whole lot of money. But now you have the experience of what's essentially a mini cruise and you have your accommodations and your transportation covered, it's a really nice way to travel and just see the scenery around you. We've done this between Barcelona and Rome. We've done it between Greece and Italy from, I think we went from Patras to Ancona by ferry. We've crossed between Italy and Croatia by ferry and also all over the Baltic between Tallinn and Helsinki. They were lovely, but they're actually ferry boats. You're mostly with Europeans on those trips, too. There's not a lot of Americans that do this, but it's all Europeans on holiday. So it's nice to see how people travel and not be surrounded by the big old tour group with the flags the whole time.
1: But it's brilliant. I love that. It combines it. lodging and transportation at the same time. You're going to stay. That It's brilliant. I think people do that with trains in
0: Europe a lot, too, right? To be able to take an overnight train here and there.
2: Yeah, and those are not like, pleasant. So I, I did a whole summer, a six-week trip with my daughter, and, and <laughs> that was our no strategy.
3: strategy. The brutal response it. is great. I was going to say, I'm kicking myself that I've already made my itinerary for my fall Europe trip because I totally would have done ferries. I love being on the water, but I didn't have Sharon's knowledge then. Future well, one t- tip just before I forget is booking.com. If you're going to
0: plan your trip and you booked your flights, maybe you don't have the cash to book everything right now you can book it, you'll have confirmation and you won't have to pay until you're there and on site. When I'm booking out all the travel for regattas, I want to make sure we have somewhere to stay because the closer you get, especially during summer months, the cost goes up. But I don't necessarily want to pay for the entire summer that one day. It's nice to be able to have that option to go, okay, I want to get these ones done now, but I want to pay for those when I actually go and stay there and not have to shell out the cash right there
2: and then.
1: On that same kind of topic of getting the best deal or deciding in the meantime, this is a shorter time window. But with a lot of airlines, you can either hold your tickets and place them on a hold for a really small fee for 24 hours, or you can cancel and get a full refund within 24 hours if your travel is a certain amount of days out. So if you are going somewhere during a popular time or a time that you know a lot of people are going to be traveling or the ticket prices are going to increase. Set a timer, make sure you're disciplined, put it on the calendar. You don't want to lose money, but it's a great way to hold a fantastic fair or purchase a fantastic fair while you try and make sure everything else makes sense. Because if you get a $99 fare somewhere and then find out the hotels during that time are ridiculous, you cancel and you try again. Well, that's a lot of great ideas. You guys are really smart at this stuff. It's everyone has something different, right? Mm-hmm. We all have a different way of doing things. I'm just excited with the idea of being able to set alerts for specific times and cities that I'm interested in because I just I get overwhelmed with all of the newsletters coming in and all of the deals and feeling like I have to look at all of them to see if they're the best thing. So, I think so when that, are you come to Galveston for a cruise, let's go. <laughs> three day cruise, three day cruise. Uh, you know I got to get my Southwest points on there and come on down, man. There Just not during hurricane season. Travel insurance. Let's just give a plug. If you're going to get deals and last minute deals and stuff, consider adding travel insurance. It's a good idea.
3: (laughs) Or use one of those credit cards that has automatic travel
1: insurance. That's definitely Sapphire Let's give our fun little wrap up, last minute, what you would love to do, recommend, anything specific. Des, you want to jump on that?
3: Man, you put me on the hot seat. Anything I'd love to do, I'm doing. I'm a book the trip kind of girl. My boyfriend jokes all the time that I'm shooting the money cannon again. (laughs) But I'm like, sorry, got an email. Great deal. How do you not? I'm that girl. And I will, I don't think, ever change. I think if you can find a great deal to somewhere you've never been, it'll all fall in place. You know, it's prioritizing what you want. And for me, travel is a big priority. When we talk about how to find the deals, how to, it's for me also just saying, I don't buy purses. I don't buy shoes. I buy travel it's my jam. It's worth it. I will find the the cheap deals. I would rather find a great deal on airfare go to another city to get that great deal. And then I'll have the money for the experiences while I'm there.
0: I think that's a good point. Prioritizing what's important to you. I have quite a few friends. They're really not good flyers. So they need a nonstop flight. They need comfort. They need to make sure that whole experience is smooth getting to where they want to be. And maybe they're a little bit more relaxed on the accommodations and the experiences once they get there. I think from hearing our conversations, we're a little bit more, however we need to get there, plane, train or automobile, we will get there. We want to experience more and and really prioritize that. So neither one are wrong. It's just that might be just how you have to get a little creative in order to make your trip
1: work for you. Definitely. And Sharon, what are your big takeaways on this fund?
2: My takeaway is that, yes, prioritization is really important. I have a good friend who I tried to convince to do a weekend in Mexico City with me. And she was like, no, I really can't afford to travel. I need to replace all the doorknobs in my house. You know, I'm getting solid brass doorknobs on all my doors. And I was like, "Okay, we do not have the same travel priorities. (laughs) So prioritization, knowing what's worth it for you to spend on, You asked what are some bucket list things you'd like to do. I would love to do a transatlantic cruise. I do also watch all of the cruise dates out of Los Angeles. Recently, my husband and I booked a 450 four-night cruise where we both went and we worked the whole time. We had excellent Wi-Fi. It was just up and down the coast here in LA. And we're like, you know what? This is our new working retreat. We got so much work done. We just sat in our cabin watching the world go by doing our work. More trips like that where we get to go new places, maybe fly to Europe for a month and stay in Airbnbs and do weekend side trips. I'd like to make travel more of my everyday life and less of a vacation. That's my goal in the coming years is just to make travel more of a lifestyle, less of a special occasion thing.
1: I love that. That's fantastic. For me, one of the things we do is I have an account. It's through capital. We set aside a certain amount of money to come out and go into kind of a bucket. So we know how much is in the bucket for travel to begin with. It makes it a little easier to pull the the cord and go when we find a great deal because we know that money is already sitting over there and ready for that specific purpose. The other thing is I'm probably more analytical than I need to be in things like this. But when you find a great deal... Look at everything. Otherwise, a great deal can very quickly turn into an expensive trip if you've booked the great deal and now realize hotels are $800 a night. It is not so much of a great deal anymore. Take in the global situation on that before moving forward. and I think that's the whole deal mantra for me. This has been another episode of Time to Talk Travel on getting deals. And we will be back next time to cover another travel topic. If you have anything to say about deals, let us know. We'd love to hear your input.
0: This has been another episode of Time to Talk Travel brought to you by hashtag travels.com. You can keep in touch with us between episodes by checking out our site, joining our newsletter, or connecting with us on social. We've always got the information you need in our episode notes. Until next time, happy travels and thanks for being a part of our trip.